The topics and opinions expressed in the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4CY Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4CY Radio or its employees or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4CY Radio. Welcome to Leadership for Life with Gina Gardner on W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV. Join your host, who is a multiple number one international best-selling author, motivational speaker, empowerment and transformational leadership coach and trainer. She's the founder of Genuinely Hyphen You and has 30 years experience of helping people step into their genuine, authentic power. And now, here is Gina Gardner, your host of Leadership for Life. Hello there, and welcome to the show today. I'm really pleased to have you here. I'm also really thrilled to have our guest speaker today, Dr. Alana de Grasa. She is a real expert on social media and digital um, experience. If you're an entrepreneur or you're a business person, then she has a wealth of experience to, to, to share with us. But we're going to spend the first part of the show talking about thriving personally. Now, the show's been going for a few months now, and so those of you that have been listening from the outset will be very familiar with the principles that I put forward. But ultimately, the decision whether you're going to simply survive or you're going to thrive and you're going to do well is not just about your circumstances. Of course, your circumstances do make a huge difference, but ultimately, it's not the challenge that defines you, but what you do with it. So I want to share with you a few stories from, from different clients and how they um, were thinking when they first started working and how a shift in their mindset, a shift in their focus, uh, reviewing their beliefs has made just an enormous difference to their lives and they could make the difference to yours. I think one of the most important principles is to recognize that the quality of your life is absolutely determined by the quality of your thoughts. I've talked about the fact that so much of our thinking is habitual. We don't actually think about the way in which we think. And I was talking to a, a client, he's not been a client with me very long. I think he's had four sessions now. And when he came, he was anxious, not sleeping. Everything was a trial. He started every conversation with sorry or I don't understand or I can't do that. And what became very clear is that his habitual way of thinking was to immediately think I can't. And he would apologize for that right from the outset because then people wouldn't expect too much from him. Once we started to challenge that thinking and to look at the evidence and the questions I asked him are the questions I'm going to ask you to ask yourself, particularly if you're feeling that everything's a bit overwhelming at the moment and you don't know quite where to go. And there are many people who are facing redundancy, businesses failing, um, shortage of money, shortage of time, trying to educate their child at home and um, you know do their working um the business of working at the same time and it is really challenging but when I started to say to him think about what you can do let's start with that rather than those things that you can't do 
And when we started to have a conversation, it turned out that he was dyslexic and had spent a lot of time in school being told how stupid he was. And it's something that he believed. Now, this is a man who has a successful business. He's very good um, in terms of creating things with his hands. He's very good at problem solving. And he's made a really good business as a locksmith. And he can go and, and unlock cars and unlock houses and even really tricky things where there's computerized locks included. He'll go and he'll sort it out. But he completely dismissed that as being of no account. He had a blueprint which said success looks like this. And if it doesn't match that, then it's not success at all. And right from his early days, he had equated success to passing exams. The interesting thing is that once you pass your exams, they do open the doors to several professions, but they're not the be all and end all. This is a guy who had found a way to use his talents, his skills. Academia is one thing, and I don't want to dismiss uh, how important that is. But if that's not your way, if that's not what you're good at, it doesn't mean that you can't be successful. It doesn't mean that you can't have confidence in yourself and a great sense of self-worth. Ultimately, start by looking at what you can do. And your brain is rather like an old-fashioned vinyl record and it can get stuck in the groove. And if the groove is, I can't, I can't, I'm no use, then that's the only reality that you have. But if you just start with the simple things, you know, can you make a cup of tea or a cup of coffee? Can you dress yourself? Can you, um, can you make a meal? Can you drive? And one of the very simple techniques that you can use to start recalibrating your brain is for five minutes every day, put on a kitchen timer and for five minutes uh, in a notebook, just start by writing, I can, and then all of the things that you can do. And, you know, if you're finding it difficult to start with because you're in that place of overwhelm, we'll start with, I can put my socks on, you know, I can put my jumper on and then work from there. The second thing is, as I say, look for evidence of the things that you have done and that you can do. So another client I'd like to share with you is somebody who is finding it very difficult to get work. Their expectation was, I'm in my 50s, I'm over the hill, nobody will want me. And because of that, they had gone into the, the uh, experience of looking for work on the basis that they were going to fail. Now, inevitably, when you do that, if you do get an interview and you walk through the door and you're, you are already expecting to fail, how you put yourself across, the energy of your voice, the, your body language are all going to be very different to, I have a lot to offer. So I've come here and I'm going to offer you what I have. If you don't want it, then this isn't the right place for me. There'll be other places. And working with that person, one of the things that was became really, really important was for them to recognize their worth. And not just their worth in terms of their job experience, but if you're someone who's run a home, think about all of the skill sets that you have, multitasking, being able, able to run a budget, being able to solve problems. They're all transferable skills. 
And that leads me to another client who had moved from being in the services. He was an army man um, and he was wanting to find work out in Civvy Street. And he said, well, nothing I've done is going to, to help me. And yet when we sat down and we started to analyze all of the skill set he had, he was a great communicator. He was someone who was used to organizing and um, creating order out of chaos. He was somebody who had worked in logistics all the way through the army. And so actually he had an incredible range of transferable skills. But because his mindset was, I can't, I don't know how to, his brain wasn't allowing him to actually see what he could do and what was transferable. When we are in that place of panic and overwhelm, we're not able to access the part of our brain which goes into being creative, thinking on our feet, being solution finders. And the result is that we become far more limited than we need to be. So start small, start with what can you do? What is your experience? What do you have to offer? And the biggest thing that you have to offer is you. You come with a whole range of experience, expertise, and it doesn't matter what age you are. For those of you who are, you know, in the 50s and 60s, recognize that you have a huge amount to offer. If you're just leaving school or university, think about what you've done, which teams you belong to, what other things you've done. Have you done voluntary work? You know, there are a whole way of using the experience you've had to date and making the best of it and doing that in a wholesome and a truthful way. But if you don't recognize your worth, if you don't start to feel that there is an opportunity for success, then you will create the reality of failure. Remember, the real failures are the failure to give it a go and the failure to learn from your experience. So if you're creating a CV, start with who you are, what sort of person you are and what sort of values you have. And, you know, are you a person this organization is going to want to employ? Remember that you have an enormous amount to offer. And if you're finding it difficult, then time to get help. Now, after the break, Dr. Alana is going to share with us her experience for those of you that are going to, rather than go back into the world of work, who want to be entrepreneurs, or if you are, want to set up your own business or you already have a business, how you can make the most of that on social media. And she has a huge experience and I'm really excited to talk to her. So don't go away. Straight after the break, I'll introduce Dr. Alana to you. Bye now. See you in a minute. You have been listening to Gina Gardner on Leadership for Life. We'll be back after this quick break. Want to get the best out of life personally and professionally? Are you ready to step into a life which excites and fulfills you? Well, the right place for you is Leadership for Life with Gina Gardner on W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV. We will share with you stories from inspiring people a wide range of guest experts, and lots of practical strategies to help you get the very best out of your personal and professional life. Leadership for Life is a radio and TV show focused on helping you live a happier, more successful, and fulfilling life. Join international best-selling author, 
motivational speaker, empowerment and transformational leadership coach and trainer, Gina Gardner, live every Thursday, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV. Become the leader of your own life. Gina Gardner's number one international best-selling book, Thriving Not Surviving, The Five Secret Pathways to Happiness, Success, and Fulfillment, provides you with the foundational principles on which to become the best leader of your own life. It's available as an ebook, paperback, hardback, and as an audio from genuinely-you.com or also from Amazon. Every one of the principles have been proven to work for the countless people who have used them, including the author. Now, let's put them to work for you. If you're ready to discover your true leadership life design, accelerate your journey with an invitation to join Gina for Leadership for Life VIP Day. Choose your journey of self-discovery where Gina will help you navigate your way to happiness, success, and fulfillment. To find out more, email gina at genuinely-u.com. Welcome back to Leadership for Life. Here is your host, Gina Gardner. Hello there. I'm so excited to be able to introduce Dr. Alana to you, and I'm going to read you her bio. As the founder of Turning on the Lights Global Institute Incorporated, Dr. DeGrasse creates a digital experience to help individuals reach their personal and professional goals. Alana DeGrasse is a part-time lecturer for the College of Professional Studies at Northeastern University. She teaches students how to leverage digital technology with innovative strategies and techniques that help students become informed decision makers in the digital realm. She has a master's degree in new media from Emerson College and a doctorate from Capella University. Dr. De Grasse has taught graduate learners at Walden University and Lesley University to name just a few. She is the recipient of the Robert C. Ford Fellowship, Bunker Hill Community College Leadership Award, Chahara Foundation Grant, Talented Minority Scholarship, Massachusetts Governors Alliance Task Force Recognition in Youth Leadership, the Unifax Brazil Business Week Appreciation, and so much more. So let's welcome Dr. Alana de Grassa. Hi, happy to be here. Hi there, it's so lovely to have you here. Thank you. It would be really great if you could share with our viewers and our listeners your background and your story so people get a real feel for where you're coming from. Sure. Well, first of all, Gina, thank you so much for inviting me to be a part of this wonderful show. I'm honored to be here. And I'll start by just simply saying, I always knew that I wanted to kind of stand into my best self, but I wasn't sure how to do it. And 20 years ago, I had this mindset that one day I would take my journals and I would turn them into books. And one day I would start my own business, but that one day became five days, became six months, became 10 years, became 15 years until one day, you know, I, I was standing there looking at some luggage and I said, oh my goodness, what am I gonna do if another 20 years goes by and all of these dreams I've had were left buried in these luggages? What would I regret? So to make a very long story short, I really had to make a decision that I would live my life drastically different. 
And in that moment, everything in my life changed. I, I really had a place of stagnation and I said, that's it. I can't wait anymore. Tomorrow just can't wait. And I'll never forget the day I literally picked up a journal, went to Starbucks and just started writing my first book. That changed everything. And your first book, share that with us. Yeah, so my first book, Tomorrow Can't Wait, was really a wake up call to myself to say, I don't need to keep procrastinating from living this dream I've always desired. Because you know, when you're, when you are at the time, I knew what I wanted to do, but I felt that I was too young to know. <laughs> so every time I told someone, oh, this is what I want to do, I want to speak and I want to empower people and I want to show people through digital courses how to upgrade their lives, people told me it just wasn't possible, that, that they didn't know anyone where they could actually have a business doing it. So Tomorrow Can't Wait was the first reminder to myself that I could give myself permission to redirect my own story. Isn't it interesting? I think the, the issue of giving oneself permission is so important. And so often we are affected by people saying, you can't do that, you're too young, you're too old, you're too this, you're too that. And it's the permission of ourselves that we need. But you have to be aware that you're not actually allowing yourself to move forward, that you're being held back. And I think as we move forward, you know, we're talking about the new era, new normal, new era of consciousness, that's going to be particularly important because there will be people who want, because they want to keep you safe, that they will try and limit you and say, don't do that. But ultimately, you have to listen to that inner voice, don't you? You really do, because I, you know, I often think it's not that the people closest to us don't support us or don't even love us. It's sometimes they themselves haven't figured out the answers mm -hmm. to these hard questions. And I'm always I'm often telling individuals, you know, when you're really trying to grow and reach new goals, you have to be ready to get uncomfortable. And Part of that is making the decision that you are ready to have uncomfortable conversations. Because when people have known you for years, they also may have gotten accustomed to you being a certain way. And so even if you were to say, oh, I'm, you know what, this is the year I'm gonna do something different. They may inadvertently just tell you because they've been looking at your habits. Oh, you can't do that. You've been trying to do that for years. And so sometimes we yeah. buy their response, you know? And I think, you know, I think that's so true. But the other thing is, I think people get nervous on, on not only on our, the account of the person that they're trying to limit, but also if that person goes and does that, what does it say about me? And if they go off and they fly and they uh, expand, that that means that I'm going to feel lesser, that I it will show up that I've not done enough. Mm. Yeah, that's that you you've hit the nail there. I mean, sometimes I say sometimes we we may shrink our goals to make other people feel comfortable. And sometimes, you know, and that was one of my issues. I know that for years the reason why I didn't want to kind of come out is because I didn't want to offend the person that I thought could do it too, but they just were making different choices. So I kept saying, well, one day I will. And then the other piece too is the roles that we're told to play. Yes. At that time I was like newly married. So I was like, well, what kind of newly married person? You know, we thought, <laughs> what kind of newly married person is going to start a business? When will I be home to cook? Like, that's what I was thinking. Uh, and then it was, when will, you know, what kind of teacher is going to have time for other things when she should only be focused on her students? So I always had to demystify the things yeah. I had told myself.
I think that's a really important lesson. It's always been important, but I think as we move forward, those people who are who are governed by that old way of thinking are going to find that they're left behind. I'm very conscious of time and I want to fit in as much as we can. So moving on from your first book. So you've written your first book, you've taken that first step, then what? So after Tomorrow Can't Wait came out, again, that was in 2014. At this time, my husband and I, again, made a, a challenging decision to move to Portugal. Now we were living very comfortably in the United States, but we always wanted to travel. So here we are giving away a pool table, selling our things. My friends, our friends thought we were crazy. Like, why are you giving up comfort? Good jobs, right? To go live abroad. Well, it was one of the most challenging things ever. But it also it also reminded me that I was still playing small. So even though Tomorrow Can't Wait had come out, I still was kind of teeter-tottering about what I was going to do. I wanted to own my own business. So after being homesick and spending a lot of time, when you're abroad and you can only speak to yourself because you don't have that many friends there in that new place, you have a lot of time to think uh, amongst yourself. And I said, you know what? I'm still playing small because on paper, I look like I'm happy. On paper, I look successful, but I really don't feel vibrant. And it was in those moments living abroad, once we came back to my home in uh, Boston, I said, that's it. I'm going to finally start my company and I'm going to not be afraid to offer the services that I offer. And a lot of times we whisper our goals, you know, and so for me, the biggest change happened is when I picked up my phone and I went live on Instagram of all things. And so on Instagram, there I am talking to people and saying, hello, how are you? I want to help you upgrade your life. And there was literally zero people watching till we eventually had more than hundreds of people watching. And it really showed me, you know, so I had this one day where I put my phone down because I said, this thing is a joke. Getting on Instagram is a waste of time. And, um, and then this woman in London said, hey, where are you? I've been waiting since 1 a.m. for you to come on. And then I said, wait a minute, there's more to this. Once we showed up, um, and once we, meaning the people that I met on Instagram and we formed our tribe, only seven of us, and then we continued to grow, it really showed me the beauty of synergy that happens when you are in the right room, when you no longer feel like this lonelypreneur. And because of that, it's been now almost um, five years that we've been in existence. We have started our own conference. We have our own tribe of wonderful clients and people that support one another as business owners. And it's just really been phenomenal to see people upgrade their lives. It's fabulous. And having been part of your conference this year or the end of last year, yeah. um, it was a great experience. So I know there are many people who are listening to this who may be thinking about starting up their business or their business is struggling because of, of what's gone on with lockdown and the pandemic. And I really want to tap into your expertise and you know the experience that you have so that, mm -hmm. that you can help people recognize a, a great way forward. Yeah, so when we think about the pandemic and here, um, Turning on the Lights Global Institute, we've been doing a lot of work to show new business owners, even businesses that are well-established, how to pivot. It's been hard for everyone across all industries. The number one thing I always tell any, any business owner, whether they are very new or they've been around for a while, is to really have a heart-to-heart -heart with themselves. 
And to really ask the number one question, you know, what do I need to do to actually really reach the people that really are my raving fans or even my raving prospects? And what I mean by that is sometimes we get lost in all of the tech overwhelm. Sometimes we get lost because we'll say, I need to do a new website. I need to create a whole new funnel. And now I need to do all these things. And I go, well, let's just stop before we do all of that. One of the first things we need to ask ourselves is, if we are going to be the solution for a challenge that one of our constituents might have, what is the value we can bring to them now? And how can we pivot that value? So I've seen a number of restaurant owners have to close down their shops. I've seen a lot of, for example, people that would normally meet people in traditional meeting spaces have to do things online. Or people who had products that where they would normally traditionally go and promote those products have to then create experiences so people can understand what it is that they do on a, from a virtual perspective. So my first thing is this, you know, a, a lot of people right now are concerned about their budgets. So you really wanna get clear about what is the message that you wanna share? That's the first thing. It's like, what is the message I need to share and how can I really engage with my highest raving fans? Can I ask the question, how would you know who your highest raving fans are? If yeah, you started. If you haven't started, well, the first way you know, you know, so I always say you do want to do your homework. One of the easiest ways to assess or to do what we call audience segmentation to really understand what people think about what it is that we do. If we really want to understand those targets, then we really have to ask ourselves, well, why did we want to start the the business itself? For example, I I was coaching a man who had a repair shop. And, you know, he said, well, now we're bringing the service to people. But, you know, once we looked at his website, it was clear to me that he could do a lot more to reach more people, like doing videos and engaging, but not only that having the videos in the website, but really speaking to some of the problems that people have just with, you know, their car, car maintenance, you know, when to go bring their car in for a checkup, like all of these things. So you find your tribe by number one, looking at the pain points you decide to solve. And then also number two, jump into some of those virtual conversations where they, where they are. So for example, people who want to do things with young people online, they need to tap into the places where the parents are, right? Or tap into the places where the administrators are. Um, if there are people who are trying to do coaching in a certain niche market, they wanna tap into where those people are. They're often in Facebook groups, they're often on Instagram, they're often in WhatsApp. It just depends on the app of choice, but usually what we as leaders tend to draw to in general those people that are also like-minded will also be found there. I think that's really good advice. I mean, one of the things that strikes me, and I work with business, uh, businesses strategically, is that people often assume that they're going to get instant success. And when they don't get instant success, they immediately assume that they failed, mm. rather than recognizing that it's a process uh, and that you have to try things. And if they don't work, then you adapt them. Um, or maybe you've not tried them in the right place or at the right time. Um, and what would your advice be to, to businesses, particularly those businesses that are struggling, that have been going for a while and perhaps were successful before the pandemic, but are now struggling? How, how would you support and help a, a business owner deal with the fact that you know, their success, which they used to rely on, is no longer supporting them in the same way 
Mm-hmm. Well, the way I look at it is, you know, when we, especially specifically when we're transitioning, sometimes we're transitioning because we wanted to. Other times we're transitioning because something happened. In our case, COVID-19 hit our planet and it caused us to all have to pivot. Well, when we're thinking about that, one of the things we can see is that even if we were, for example, even if we were successful for a 20 period of time and we were successful in a given area and now we have to pivot, those lessons that we learned, even in the midst of doing that particular activity are still very useful The one thing though that I have to admit is that if we look at what people are consuming right now, because we have such a high percentage of people at home, we have to realize that video, use of audio tools, use of different forms of new media are going to be in more and more demand. So the first thing I would say is to find one social media platform that you feel comfortable with and to still have an engaging conversation. Because for example, the restaurant owner may had may have had to close down his shop, but that doesn't mean that his constituents aren't still around. There was a reason why all those fans would go to that shop, to that restaurant. And in the same way, if we are pivoting, people still love story. People have to now realize, like you said, it's not about post it and go. So when we look at algorithms, we realize that algorithms, which are the measurements of how people see information online, those only enhance from the level of consistency we have of you know engaging with our particular audience, right? So in this regard, if for example, we have a Instagram account, we may decide to go live one day a week. Or if we have a Facebook account, we may decide to be consistent and show up two times a week. It's not so much just doing it and saying, oh my gosh, three people only seen this. You know what, this isn't working. It's more like, what have I been able to do over a consistent period of time? We're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back. Thank you. You have been listening to Gina Gardner on Leadership for Life. We'll be back after this quick break. Want to get the best out of life personally and professionally? Are you ready to step into a life which excites and fulfills you? Well, the right place for you is Leadership for Life with Gina Gardner on W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV. We will share with you stories from inspiring people, a wide range of guest experts, and lots of practical strategies to help you get the very best out of your personal and professional life. Leadership for Life is a radio and TV show focused on helping you live a happier, more successful, and fulfilling life. Join international best-selling author, motivational speaker, empowerment and transformational leadership coach and trainer, Gina Gardner, live every Thursday, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV. Become the leader of your own life. Gina Gardner's number one international best-selling book, Thriving Not Surviving, The Five Secret Pathways to Happiness, Success, and Fulfillment, provides you with the foundational principles on which to become the best leader of your own life. It's available as an ebook, paperback, hardback, and as an audio from genuinely-u.com or also from Amazon. Every one of the principles have been proven to work for the countless people who have used them, including the author. Now, let's put them to work for you. 
If you're ready to discover your true leadership life design, accelerate your journey with an invitation to join Gina for a Leadership for Life VIP day. Choose your journey of self-discovery where Gina will help you navigate your way to happiness, success, and fulfillment. To find out more, email gina at genuinely-u.com. Welcome back to Leadership for Life. Here is your host, Gina Gardner. So we're talking about the advice for people who um, struggle with their business or it's a new business. And you were talking about um, really focusing on perhaps one platform using video and so on. I know you use Instagram. Um, are there any particular tips or rules in terms of using Instagram or any of the other platforms that people might find useful? Sure. So many people don't realize, I'll, I'll talk about Instagram and I'll talk a little bit about LinkedIn. So um, with regards to Instagram, the algorithms in Instagram have changed because they noticed a lot of people were spending time, you know, buying bots and buying likes, and they really wanted to maintain authenticity, which is how the stories were rolled out. But now we have reels and that's completely changing the algorithm in terms of how people view Instagram. So it used to be that you would post, um, you would post linearly, and then people would click the likes as you posted. But now it's not so much that the viewers are going to look at what you last post; they're going to look at they're going to look at what is highest on the algorithm. So you want to make sure that you have, like, you know, I always say a triage way of doing things, meaning you have a great image, then you might have something relative to your business, but then you might have something random or mean, you know, you want to keep it interesting so that people keep coming back to your platform. Now with LinkedIn, LinkedIn is very useful. And I think a, a lot of times people just think, oh, I'll go to LinkedIn and, you know, I'll post something. But really there are a lot of conversations happening in LinkedIn. And so, for example, if you notice a robust conversation happening, you want to really put in a really great comment that is full of your ideas. And you really don't want to just post it and run. You want to go back and see who else is engaging with you. And you want to try to do this on a consistent basis. The other thing, too, is you want to either create a LinkedIn group or create a LinkedIn business page. That's That can be also very useful. And again, the beauty about Instagram and Facebook is they can be inter they can be used uh, amongst each other. So things you post on that platform can also be posted simultaneously on Facebook as well. I do want to make one small note. Now, people may have a Facebook page and a regular Facebook account, but I would highly recommend that you create small Facebook groups. And the reason why is because Facebook also made changes where they really wanted to see groups and tribe form. So form a tribe, form a tribe around your product, form a tribe around your service. People want to really, truly engage. Sound advice. So tell can you tell people where can they find you and um, what are the things that you are actually offering at the moment? Sure. So if you want to find me, my link is here, DrAlanaDegrasa.com. You can also find me on Instagram at DrDinspire with a Y. You know, Turning on the Lights Global Institute wants to help individuals reach personal and professional goals. So we offer business coaching, business communication mastery, and we also offer women build confidence coaching for women who are in the midst of transition. But we also have complimentary events. So if you want to be a part of a tribe, 
you can always look for hashtag IWBCC. We actually have an upgrade my life and biz uh, challenge happening in March. So we would love for people to come and uh, sign up for that. Sounds great. And we'll make sure all those details are in the um, in the show notes. Thank you. Before you leave us, for you, what would be perhaps two or three things that you would like to, to get across to people in terms of leaving them feeling that things are possible, feeling empowered? Because I know you're such an incredibly positive person, having <laughs> listened to you at the conference. Um, I know you've got a wealth of things to offer. Yes, I, I think the one thing I want to tell people in the midst of the climate of what what's going on right now is that it's not over. COVID came, it has shifted things, but as long as your mind is still working, as long as you still have a heart beating, to me, you still have something to do. And so the first thing is to kind of consider it all that we can wipe the slate clean. Uh, number two, realize that your voice, your service, and what you want to do matters. It doesn't matter if there are a gazillion other people doing it. What matters is that you have unique fingerprints and maybe perhaps what you want to offer is very unique. And so remember that you do have value. That's fabulous. Thank you. Now, those of you that have listened to the show before know that Genuinely You is a, a very proud member of B1G1, Buy One, Give One. And on my guest's behalf, I um, Genuinely You makes a, a donation towards B1G1 and one of their projects. And you have chosen literacy education to Dalit untouchable girls. So let me just read you a little bit about the, about the project. It's giving illiterate adolescent Dalit girls access to literacy education. These girls come from the poorest families, are aged between 13 to 19 years old, and belong to the group of Dalit or the untouchables in India. They're a repressed group. They've been taken out of the education system to help work on the land or in other ways earn money for their family. Learning to read and write opens up opportunities in their life. And your donation, which will, will go at the end of the month, will help provide the wages of a teacher and provision for teaching materials and the upkeep of lit the literacy centre to support these girls. Now, if you're listening to this either live or as a download, for every 100 people who listen, we will also um, give a meal to someone who otherwise would go hungry. So please share the show. Let as many people know as possible, because nothing would delight me more than to be um, donating thousands of meals because we've got so many listeners. It remains for me to say thank you so much, um, Dr. Alana. It's been brilliant. Um, your expertise is it's very significant so do go and check it out um, ultimately that if you want some help in supporting particularly about making the most of the digital era uh, era um, in your business then here's a lady who's got a wealth of experience and expertise to offer you so thanks so much for joining us and i look forward to our next conversation thank you so much thank you now we're going to go forward on the show. We've had the advert, um, and so we're just going to go forward for the last few minutes. And one of the things that I'd like to talk to you about is this is a time to recognize that if you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always got. 
it is an opportunity for you to start doing things differently. And Dr. Alana shared how she recognized that, that just carrying on doing what she was doing was limiting her. Now, one of the metaphors that I use quite frequently is that imagine that you're living in a fishbowl, you know, one of those fishbowls that you get at the fair that you know, is round and it's, it's got quite a limited space. If you like, though that fishbowl is acting, it's our beliefs, and it's acting as a limitation. And we swim around in this fishbowl and we keep bumping against the glass, but we believe that there is nothing bigger than that. The reality is that once you believe that you can do something bigger and better, then you can move and you can jump into a fish tank. The fish tank is bigger, there's more space, there's more things going on in it, and the belief that you have that capacity to expand, to, um, to develop, to grow, to be bigger and, uh, and a, a, the better version of you, and that's great. But it's my belief that we are moving into a time when you're still limited by the fish tank. It's bigger than the fishbowl. But ultimately, if you believe that you can, then that can become your reality. If you believe you can't, it's a done deal. If you believe in yourself and believe in the capacity to learn when things don't go right, rather than seeing that as a failure, then life opens up in a, an exponential way and we become limitless. Ultimately, thanks very much, Curtis. Really appreciate your comment, that's great. If you recognize that the thing that limits you is you. So I was talking to a client today, an amazing lady, she's an empath, and she works with people. In fact, she's going to be um, a, a, a guest on the show in, in a few weeks time. She's doing some amazing work with people, all about um, looking after yourself. And for many people, they come and start to work with her because they want to lose weight. But losing weight is much more about the relationship that you have with yourself. And if you truly love who you are, then you're going to look after yourself and you're not going to need to compensate with food. But it's much more than that. It's, it's all about that journey that we have through life of learning to become our best selves. And her business has moved on hugely. Um, and that she's opened up a new part of her business, which is a membership group, and she'll talk to you about that. But part of our conversation today was about how she has grown. Her capacity to, um, to work with people has grown through her experience and through her, her level of consciousness, and that she is ready for more. And the conversation was really around how much do you limit yourself? How much do you put constraints, the walls, if you like, the glass walls of the fishbowl or the fish tank, do you put in place because you've not given yourself permission or because you don't believe or because you're fearful that something that other people will say to you that you're silly or that you will see when things don't go quite right as a failure and therefore feel that you can't move on? Being aware that there are those limitations are, is the first stage. But then what do you do with it? And I think it's recognizing that the understanding, the comprehension about the limitations that we 
place on ourselves, which are often a continuation of the limitations that other people have placed on us because they want to keep us safe. You know, parents are often saying, don't do that, you'll get hurt. Don't do that. But there comes a time when you've got the one who's got to make a decision about whether you're going to stay within that, that comfort zone that you think keeps you safe. But in reality, it's an illusion because what it does is it keeps you playing small. And it can be a very comfortable place. That's why it's called a comfort zone. But the reality is that if you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always got. And if you want to grow and you want to develop and you want to get the best quality of life for you personally and professionally, you've got to push that comfort zone. You've got to be prepared to step outside. And a lot of people feel uncomfortable they, it feels really painful to step out of their known. But if you shift the perspective from being uncomfortable, from it being painful to it being unfamiliar, then it has a very different feel to it. And of course, the more you do something, the more familiar it becomes. And so this is a situation where be prepared to be in unfamiliar territory in reality, we are all in unfamiliar territory, aren't we? We've never been in a world situation like this. It's never happened before. So everyone is dealing with the unfamiliar. But if you try and stay within your comfort zone, you will limit yourself. And by limiting yourself, you'll never know what you could have achieved. If Dr. Alana had just left all of her journals in those suitcases and done nothing, not only would she have held herself back because she's grown exponentially through writing her books, through studying, through teaching, but think of all of the people that she has helped who would not have had her support and help if she hadn't stepped out of her comfort zone. And the same is true for you. We are defined by the beliefs that we have and how prepared we are to embrace change. Change is one of the three constants in life, along with death. We know from the moment that we're conscious of things that actually we are going to die and we've all got to pay taxes in one way or another. The third constant in life is change. Ultimately, being your best self today, that's not the same best self of tomorrow or next week or the month after if you're prepared to keep growing and learning. It's your choice. And I'm really urging you to step out of your comfort zone, to try new things, to do things differently, not for the sake of it, but actually to explore, to be curious and to see what the impact is going to be and how you can grow. And investing in yourself is really, really important. And so, you know, go to the website, genuinely-u.com. There's lots of free resources. If you're interested in training, go to the training hub, which is ginagardnerassociates.co.uk. If you're interested in leadership, then it's enlightenedleadership.co. But please go to the YouTube channel, Genuinely You with Gina Gardner, and subscribe. There's so many free resources there. And ultimately, take charge of your life. Become the leader of your own life. Thank you so much for joining us. I really look forward to seeing you next week. I've got a great guest next week, 
Um, and I look forward to seeing you there. Remember, you can choose to be the leader in your own life. Bye-bye now. You have been listening to The Leadership for Life with your host, Gina Gardner. Make sure you tune in to W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV next Thursday and every Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time for more Leadership for Life. If you missed any part of this episode or just want to hear or see it again, you can find the archive of the TV show on Talk 4 TV's YouTube channel and the podcast of The Leadership for Life on iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, Amazon Music, and wherever you listen to your podcast.